What changes our whole life is action. Why don't we take action? Fear. What do we got to do to get ourselves to do it? We got to make sure that we push ourselves through it by making a decision. The point in which change happens is a decision. Every change in your life that you want will come from something simple, a decision. People go, what does it take to change? Decide. But you go, God sounds so simple and so basic. Was that easy? You'd already have done it, Mr. Robbins. No, it is that easy and you're still not doing it because you are not putting yourself in a state to decide. See, a real decision is not like a preference. It's not like where you say, I'll try it and see. That's not a decision. Decision comes from Latin. It means like incision to cut off from. Decision is when you cut off any possibility except the thing you've committed to. It's like, that is it. How many of you in this room have ever smoked cigarettes and then one day you finally decided no more, I mean really decided, and you've never touched again and you're not even tempted to? How many made that decision one time? Say I. You know what a real decision is. If I came to you today and I said, would you like a cigarette? Would you go, what brand is it? No, you'd probably say to me, no, I'm not a... I want you to hear that. You can only say, I don't smoke. You say, I'm not even that kind of person. You literally divorce yourself from being that kind of person. So it's no effort. When you really decide, it's not an effort. Once you've cut it off, it doesn't take effort. Deciding takes effort. Once you decide it, it's over. You don't think about it. It's like it's easier to fast than it is to diet. Because when you're fasting, somebody offers you something, you don't even think about it. You know, I'm not eating. Right? When you're dieting, you're like, well, maybe get a little more. This is Google Seeds for King. Not that many calories. Right? Pretty soon you're back to where you were again. So a real decision is what you got to make. When you make a real decision, life changes. But it's a real decision. You burn your bridges and you only move forward. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fair use disclaimer. This podcast is for educational purposes only. Fair use. Copyright disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, education, and research. This podcast content has no negative impact on the original works. It will only actually be positive for them. This podcast content is also for teaching purposes. It is not transformative in nature. I only use bits and pieces of videos and music and clips to get the point across where necessary. We make these podcast episodes with the intention of educating others in a motivational, inspirational form. We do not own the clips and music we use in most cases. Our understanding is that it is in correlation to fair right use. However, given that it is an open to interpretation, if any owners of the content clips would like us to remove the video, music, or clips, we have no problem with that and will do so as fast as possible. Please message us at sobersdope at gmail.com if you have any concerns. Thank you. Hello, friends and family. Welcome back to the Sober's Dope Podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. And today's episode is a motivational episode inspired by Tony Robbins. Everyone knows Tony Robbins as being one of the greatest masterminds of our time, one of the greatest business strategists. 
He's an author, motivational speaker, and one of the most incredible people on the planet. Tony Robbins has been inspiring me for over 20 years. Love the guy and just wanted to piggyback on some of his brilliant ideas today to help us put some valuable life lessons in perspective. Um, we just listened to something, a clip from Tony Robbins, where he was talking about breaking fear. Um and anxiety by making a decision and being decisive. And this is very important. And I'll say this, my life in addiction couldn't change. It would have never changed unless I made a decision to change. It all started with me getting on the floor in the middle of that street in Brooklyn and confessing my sins and my shortcomings to God and making a decision in that moment to change my life forever and not looking back. And being decisive can be the difference between you being in a state of anxiety and stress and fear longer than you need to be. Because sometimes you just have to make a decision and from that decision develop a plan of action and follow through. And when you get stuck in indecision and you doubt yourself, that creates a lot of confusion and stress. And the whole goal of this podcast, the whole goal of our healing and our recovery is to minimize anxiety, depression and stress. I want to talk about disappointment, stress and pain and the gist of what Tony Robbins or what you're going to hear in his final clip that we have here is disappointment, stress, and pain tends to come from us not being able to bridge the gap between where we are and where we want to be, right? And most of us are living in a lifestyle or reality that's not really what we intended or dreamed of. Uh, When we were young, we were full of hope, we were full of energy, and then you get to a point in your life where Decisions you made could derail you in such a way where you wind up in this reality that you feel really unaccomplished and and you feel really unhappy in. And the point of motivation, the point of pointing these things out um, is to let you know that although you may not be where you want to be. So, for example, if you're stuck in addiction right now and you feel like your life is over, it's the end, there's no way you could get out of it, you know, that's that's false. You can get out of it. You can persevere and you can transform your life. I did it. Millions of us have done it. And it's extremely possible to transform yourself through making a decision, developing a plan and following through. Um, we're in a pandemic, so if it's related to finances, stress, and just work life and relationships, and us uh, just the overall pressures that's on our shoulders every day to get up and perform, it could be a lot. Um, there's gonna be a clip that I'm going to play that's based on Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. There's five hierarchy of needs that we go through through life that, you know, 
kind of like tracks this journey from our physiological needs when we're first starting out, sense of safety, a sense of community, right? And a sense of fulfillment and then self-actualization. This is very important to put in perspective. Some of us are on this ladder of hierarchy and needs and when seeking this self-actualization, this feeling of full blossoming um, or becoming in your life where you're really financially fulfilled, spiritually fulfilled, socially fulfilled, and all of your base needs are met. And now you are at a point where you could just contemplate your reality, be closer to Godhead and find happiness, right? This is this is how it works. I first learned about Abraham Maslow and um, the five hierarchy of needs Back in 1997 in sociology class in college, and I, that always stuck with me because it always reminds me of if I'm unhappy, let me go back and check. Is my physiological needs being met? Um, do I feel safe in my life? Right. And uh, do, am I are my loved ones safe? Right. Do I have a healthy social life or inner circle? Do I feel accepted? Do I feel like I have a, you know, a social group or that somehow I'm connected to something that's bigger than myself? Right. Um, and then fulfillment. Right. That that point where you feel accomplished in your life and you feel like you're successful and you you made it for, you know, that's where the phase where we're at now. We really want to just get grounded and find that success. Um, for me, the fifth hierarchy of needs kind of happened real early for me. Self-actualization. I did a lot of the spiritual work. I did a lot of the brain work um, and just the introspection and a spiritual journey to find the self-actualization. And um and I'm still going through it. So I look forward to that point in my life where I'm fulfilled on all levels. I'm self-actualized um, and I'm closer to Godhead. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is important. These are real practical ideas and techniques, you know, that we could use in our life because there's a place where we really want to be, where we imagine ourselves at. And we have this fear that either we're going to hit our mark or we're not going to hit our mark. And we're probably not where we want to be at the moment. And as time goes on, you start to lose the faith that you can actually get there. And the point of this podcast is to let you know that we will get there. And you just have to really, really keep your eye on the prize. And like Michael Jordan said so eloquently, don't quit because once you quit, it becomes a habit. So really stick to your guns. So with no further ado, I'm going to go and play our 10 minute clip with Tony Robbins really talking about how to deal with stress, anxiety and unhappiness. The theme of this is general unhappiness and how to overcome it and why we may not be happy. Right. And that's important. And then I'm going to close out with Abraham Maslow five hierarchy of needs, which I really want you to listen to, take notes, Google it, understand it, and apply it to the overall theme of this podcast. You're listening to Sober is Dope. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. I love you all. Enjoy. What it takes to be happy. We have to understand what is our current blueprint 
of how our life's supposed to be. Now, what do I mean by blueprint? Well, we have a story in our head of how life's supposed to be. Some people's story is you work hard in school, you become really great, you're a nice person, you're a good person, and then you grow up and you take care of yourself and you find the ideal man and you fall in love and you have a white picket fence and you have three perfect children and you live happily ever after. Somebody else's story, the old story was, you work really hard in school, you excel in college, you go to work for a big corporation, and you move up through the ranks until you're the president or chairman of the company, and you become successful and respected throughout life. These are some old stories. Obviously, the stories that we hear today of what people's lives are supposed to be like are completely diverse. We no longer have these little archetypes, but one archetype still seems to remain. And that archetype is, in order for you to really feel like you're enough, many people believe they have to achieve an enormous amount. They may, may do it in different ways. They may do it by building a company and taking it public when they're 27 or 25 years old, or you know, they find and create a new technology, or they become a very special doctor. But we live in a culture in the West that teaches people that you're not enough unless you do something really special and unique. And we define special and unique in interesting ways. A school teacher is not special and unique. A mother who stays home with her children day and night, sculpting their minds, their bodies, their souls, and their future is not special. We live in a world today where we treat teachers like they're nobody and pay them accordingly. We wonder why our children seem to have challenges in learning and growing or being engaged in school. We spend thousands of dollars on some item like a computer, but what we look at overall, we invest in for the teacher that person is the personal connection with them is so small. We live in a society where many women look down and say, well, you're just a housewife, you're just a mother. See, some of the pain we have in our society is not because there's one right or one wrong approach, but because we try to make everybody fit into some particular approach to life. Here's what's gonna make you happy or make you unhappy in life. It's real simple, let's do a quick test. If you're in a situation right now where you look at your life, I know there's an area of your life that you probably feel pretty darn good about. Even if you're not happy with your finances, I bet you feel damn good close to your kids. Or if you're not close to your kids, uh, maybe you don't have any kids, maybe you feel really good about your career. If you're doing not so good in your career, maybe you got a really great body that you've trimmed down or strengthened up or you know you really shaped yourself the way you want muscularly or in the way you look. Or if that's not happening, maybe you feel a really special connection with God or really close to your mother or father or your family, whatever. Almost everybody has an area of their life they feel really good about if they're honest and if they're fair to themselves. What's an area of your life you really feel happy about? And I want you to think about it for a moment, truthfully. What's an area in your life today that if you wanted to be happy about it, you really could feel proud about it? You could feel like it's an area you're doing darn well in. And if you're really hard on yourself, there's still an area. What's an area? I want you to think of it right now. And I want you to think of that area, whether it's your body or your finances or your career or your intimate relationship or your relationship with your kids, or your relationship with your creator, whatever it is, I want you to think about why are you happy with that area of your life right now today? Why are you happy with that area of your life right now today? Really think about it. If you were in a seminar with me, I'd have you write this down. And if you can, you could put me on hold here for a second because I'd like to reveal to you the formula is for happiness. And if I say there's a formula for happiness and here's what it is, you're going to go, yeah, yeah, sure. That's what he says. But if you put down the answer and we can see the formula is real without me telling you what it is, you get to look at your own life and say it matches. You're going to know this is right. So you could stop this right now if you want, put me on hold and just write down what's an area of your life you're really, really happy about. 
you're really pleased with, or you could be if you wanted to focus on it. And why are you happy with that part of your life right now? Even if you're not happy with everything, what's the area you're happy with and why? Put me on hold right now, or if you're not going to do that, just think for a moment. Why? Specifically, be real. Why? Now, when I ask this, if you turn me back on now, if I ask this of an audience, I'll have people write this down for a few minutes, and I'll call on people, and I'll say, share with the person next to you first. What are you happy about, and why are you happy in that area? Be specific. And after they share, I'll have people stand up, I'll call on a variety of people, and I say, ma'am, tell me, what are you happy about? And she'll say, well, honestly, I'm really happy with my body. She goes, I never thought I'd say that, but I used to be so unhappy with it, and you know, I finally, I, I did some things, I pushed myself through, and now I exercise regularly, and you know, I'm not perfect, but I feel fit, I feel strong, I feel energetic, and that's really, I don't know, it just feels good to me. Now. I say to everybody, I'm now going to show you what the formula for happiness is. And it's real simple. I want to reveal it to you so you don't ever forget it. Whenever you're happy with an area of your life, it's because right now, your current life experience, I call it your LC, your life conditions, the conditions of your life, your life conditions in that area match or equal to your blueprint, your story, your belief about how life should be in that area. So this woman says to me, I'm really happy with my body because it's not perfect. Her blueprint is I don't need to be perfect, but it's so much better than it was. I'm fit and I'm strong and I have this energy. Her mental blueprint says I should be fit, strong and have energy. I don't need to be perfect, but I should be that way. Well, when my life, my body matches how I think it should be, I feel good about my life. I'll ask somebody else. I'll say, you know, tell me there you're happy with someone else to say, well, I'm really happy with my career. Why? Well, I'm doing better than I even thought I would be. I mean, I'm ahead of the schedule of where I hoped I'd be at this stage. I'm working at this level in this company, and I have these skills and this ability, and it's even better than I thought. But once again, listen, this person's happy with this area of their life because their current life conditions in the area called their career are even better than they expected they would be, better than their blueprint, better than their belief of how it should be. If it's really better, you tend to be over the moon. One woman would say, you know, I, I kind of tell you, I said, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my whole life. How come? She goes, because I have this man in my life and I'm in love with him and he loves me and I can be myself with him. And he, we have this incredible intimacy and this passion and we want to be with each other all the time. And, and I never get bored with him. Well, what's her blueprint? You want to be with somebody that you can have total intimacy with, somebody who you love and loves you. Those are part of her rules, her beliefs of how it should be. She said, you know, it needs to be, I never want to be with anybody else. I want to be with them every moment. Her blueprint about how life should be and the way she lives, her relationships even better than she hoped. When it's better than you hope, you're going to be totally excited. So think about this then. What's an area you're not happy with? Let's see if we can find the formula for unhappiness. If the formula for happiness is to be able to meet your expectations or exceed them, that really makes you excited, but to be happy, at least meet it. It doesn't have to be perfect, but if you generally are meeting what you expect you want from your life in that area, you feel good. Life conditions match blueprint, feel good. So what makes you feel bad? What creates pain, stress, frustration? The easy way to figure it out. Answer this question. What's an area of your life you're not happy with? You be honest with yourself. Even if your life is great in all kinds of ways, I'm sure there's an area you'd like to improve. Anybody who's honest, if they're doing great in their career, very often they don't take care of their body so much. If they're really focused on their body, yeah, very often they find themselves in a position where they're not spending enough time with their kids. 
Or if they're spending time with their kids, their intimate relationship's not doing so well because it's the nature of human beings to focus on areas they feel comfortable with and strong in and give those time and the areas they don't feel so strong and they go, I don't have time for it. What they're really saying is I don't feel very competent in that area. So what's an area of your life that you are not as happy with? I mean, it's healthy, honestly, to look at areas and say, I don't like it. I want more. This whole concept of a breakthrough is about how do I close the gap between where I am right now and where I want to be. That's what we're here to do. It's like, here's where I want to be. Here's where I am. It's healthy to see there's a gap. That makes me have this hunger, this drive to grow, to feel alive, to expand as a human being. So what's an area you're not pleased with? Is it your body? Is it your finances? Is it your career? Is it your spiritual life or lack thereof in terms of feeling connected in that area? Is it your kids? Right? What's the area? What's the area that's not where you want it to be? And then answer for a moment, why aren't you happy with that area of your life right now? Why specifically today are you not happy with that area of your life at this stage of your time of your life? Again, you can stop this and write it down. It might be useful for you. Or if you're going to keep it running, you can stop it and you'll turn it right back on and I'll kick into it. Do that now. Or if you kept it running, then just I'll give you what happens. I have people write this down and they don't like this exercise so much. Well, I don't like my body or I don't like my finances. I don't like my career. I don't like the person I'm in a relationship with. I don't like myself the way I'm in relationships. Why? And they write it all down. Have people share back and forth. I call on people and the lesson's pretty clear. I tell people in advance, here's the formula for unhappiness. I'll show you before you do anything else. When your life conditions, when your life conditions, the way you're living your life today does not match. It doesn't equal your blueprint, your story of how it's supposed to be. Then you're going to have disappointment, frustration, or pain. If your life is way different than the way you think it's supposed to be, you can have enormous pain. If it's a little different, you might feel stressed. Make sense? Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a theory in psychology. It argues that there are five stages of human needs that motivate our behavior. Abraham Maslow proposed his theory in 1943 after studying what he called exemplary people, such as Albert Einstein or Eleanor Roosevelt. First, there are physiological needs, such as the need to breathe, eat, drink or sleep, the moment we get enough of that and we feel awake and our bellies are full, we get motivated by the next thing. Now we want safety. We try to earn money, build up resources and look for shelter that protects us against dangers. Once we are satisfied and feel safe, we have time to think about what we want next. At stage 3, we seek love and belonging. We desire to be close to family and friends belong to a society, or join a gang. But the moment we feel completely part of a group, we already wish to be a little different than the rest. At stage four, we look for esteem, self-confidence, and respect from our peers. We want to be someone. If we have money, we buy a fancy watch. If we have a brain, we write or think or work a lot. Motivation to perform and compete is now at its highest. Students, sportsmen and inventors excel. Neil Armstrong even flew to the moon. Only if we breathe and drink and eat and sleep enough and we feel safe and part of a group and still special, only then can we reach level 5, self-actualization. Now we can relax, be creative, 
Accept facts for what they are. Give back or do whatever we want. No more pressure, unless of course there is trouble below. If you are a leader and believe in the theory, use it. First, make sure everyone has eaten well. Then, make them feel safe and help them belong to a group. Once they feel they belong, they are ready to stand out and excel.